0: Love Talk Radio.
1: We break it down because we were so brave. I people we kept our pride throughout the year. I people Work hard and brave and people. No matter what the world has put us through. I don't people we come out on top in everything we do. Want to play it with me? We all work together, we know that we can win. I love the way we walk. I love the way we talk. I love the way we, we sing. I'm blessed because I know one that. I love my people, and there is no doubt we're gonna be alright, is what I'm talking about. Oh, oh. Think about just how great we truly are. We truly are. Take these, words. Take these words across the land. Across the land. Divided we fall. Divided we fall. United we stand. United we stand. Think about greatness. Think about greatness. Your history. Your history without my
2: people. Without my people. Where without my be. people Where would you not want to would you be? be. Without my people I would, I would not want to be.
3: Thank you, and you're tuned into Chicago's Black Business Radio Network, All Black, All News, All You, for Thursday, December fifteenth, 2011. This broadcast is designed to service the African-American community in Chicago and around the world. Our show tonight is Black Wall Street, USA. Join us right here every Thursday evening for Black Wall Street USA. We're here from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. on Thursday evenings, and we want you to be a part of all all that we do in sustaining and increasing black businesses. Our host is Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago and publisher and editor of the South Street Journal here in Chicago. I'm Sonia Cassandra-Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, Book 1, 2010. This show has a national focus. We reach out to organizations and individuals across this nation. We talk to individuals which have for the past two years about what works in our community. What should our focus be in our community? What are the tough questions in our community? Tonight, uh, we're going to talk about economic empowerment in the churches, in the black churches. Billions of dollars each year uh, flow through the black church. Where is the money? We, uh, we're we going to have a few guests this evening. The chairman will be joining us shortly. We want you to be with us as we bring forth ideas and agendas that are already in place and let the nation knows, know what works. Um it's our desire to work for the common good of our people. And we meet here on Common Ground every Thursday. That's what we do. A question, an ongoing question, is what did black America accomplish in 2010? And what is the number one priority for our communities in 2011? Opening up our show is our theme. and We've had this thing for a few months, and I still love it. I'm not, I don't get tired of hearing it. Uh, I love my people gifted to us by Mr. obama William King of Just our just Us Arts. You can visit their Chicago organization at www.justusarts.org. This is Black Wall Street, USA. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is not open yet. I'm, I'm in the battle of the universe with Skype, Vlog Talk, Microsoft, And the whole works. I'm in a battle of the universe over here to open up my studio. But the chairman uh, is probably on the line. He's waiting for me to bring him on. But before we do that, let's talk about tonight's show. Where is the money from the churches? Where does the money flow? Do you know Black Wall Street is asking the tough questions tonight? Where is the money from the black churches? Billions of dollars a year flow into the churches across the nation, never to be seen by the African American community again. Yet every time this question is asked, the church officials tighten up their mouths, don't respond, so won't answer the question directly, or they want to fight, indicating it's our money and we do what we want to with it. Tonight, joining us is Elder Leon Daniels, pastor of Unity. Church of God in Christ on the 69th Street Black Wall Street District, and Reverend William Samuels of Commonwealth United Commonwealth Community Church on 79th Street in the Black Wall Street District will be joining us. Also joining us will be Minister Daryl Jones, owner of Jones Construction, and a board member of Black Wall Street Chicago. Before we bring on the chairman, I have to have the switchboard up. And I guess let's share a few things that's going on uh with Chicago's Black Business Radio. Now Book Talk will not be uh on the air the last Saturday. They Usually run the last Saturday of the month. That's Doctor Constance Shabazz of Books Inc. out on a hundred and thirty hall here in Chicago, has some great shows and you can listen to those shows in our archives. Uh got a lot of hits, got a lot of feedback. Authors and writers you want to contact or go to book INK dot com, Books Inc. online, books INK Online dot com. And you can contact Dr. Shabazz if you have an interest in being on an upcoming show. Now her next show will not be until Saturday, January twenty eighth, twenty eleven, ten A. M. to noon. And uh if you want to be on that lineup, just give her give her a call. Check out her website and give her a call. Now also Chicago Black Business Radio Network, uh, we have a new segment coming up. It's a network business journal that we're going to start and going to run through 2012. Um, It's a new business journal segment where we interview business owners from around the country, a little bit different from Black Wall Street USA and quite different from Book Talk. Uh, That's authors and writers and from different genres. And if you listen to the last show, it was it was very good. Yuri Huff, we call her Super Huff. She was on that particular show. But uh, the business journals are really going to be business owners who come in and they ha- uh, have discussions about themselves, their products, uh, what it is that they do, their business visions for 2012. Uh, what are the ups and downs of being in business for yourself? What's going on with that? And our first show it's going to be this saturday december 17th at 1 p.m. and uh we're very excited one of the co-founders of think positive magazine mr. Telly woods will be joining us and we're we're very excited about that he's going to set the standard of what's going to go on uh with those shows he's not a neophyte he's not new at what he's what he does uh, he has been in the magazine business for quite a while, in the publishing business for quite a while. So it's this, this going to be a very exciting segment for us. Uh, Think Positive Magazine, where positive change starts with positive thinking. Think Positive Magazine, reaching out into the urban community to eradicate false media images, educate and uplift through quality journalism. Think Positive Magazine speaks directly to the hearts and minds Of its readers, so be sure to join us for our first interview on our new segment, Network Business Journals, on Saturday, December seventeenth at one p.m. Central Standard Time. This Saturday, we look forward to having Mr. Woods with us on Chicago Black Business Radio Network. Want to remind you that you're listening to Black Wall Street USA. Our caller number is three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. I'll call number 3473269477 juggling a lot of things here uh still trying to open up my studio we're going to we're just going to keep on trying until we get to that point now wanted to remind you of a, a few other projects that we have on the table of course you know uh we put out a call for community news reporters and we did that a few few weeks ago Probably starting in November a few weeks ago, and the response has has been very good. If you go on Facebook, Chicago's Black Business Network on Facebook, you will see information about it. There's also if you uh, do a search for Sonia Purdue, there's also an event set up for it, so that you can come in get new information. And uh, there's a survey that we want you to take about. Oh, very simple, nothing complicated. Is uh, where you calling? Where will you be calling in from? Um, why do you want to be a community reporter? And uh, how can we contact you? We're putting information out, but we need feedback to you. So those surveys are coming in, uh, South Carolina, Texas, uh, New York is in. So we're looking for people from all 50 states to come on in and be a part of this community news report reporter venture that we're going to start in the beginning, in the beginning of 2012. So we want to get those reports together. So let me let me just share with you a little bit about what a community news report will look like or sound like, because it is a recorded uh it is a recorded format. Now, you will do an introduction. Uh my name, for example, is Sonia Purdue. I'm calling reporting from Houston, Texas. You will give your report, which will be three to four minutes long. And we want to keep this short uh, because we didn't want a lot of editorializing. It is a news report that you're giving. You're going into your community, and you're reporting uh, to the nation what's going on in your community. We're going to hear from, uh people who we normally would never, ever hear from. Uh, we're going to hear voices that we never, ever hear from. Um, there are a lot of TV stations, we know that, cable stations, we know that, Uh, radio stations, we know that, internet stations, we know that, Uh, but we want to hear the news, Uh, and just because there's a lot of stations, that doesn't mean that there's not a lot of garbage out there. Just because there's a lot of stations, stations does not mean that there's integrity in the reporting of all the information that is out there. Just because there are a lot of communication out there, it doesn't necessarily mean it's the type of communications that we should have that will enhance us personally or financially so that that's what we're looking for. We're looking to get down to the nitty gritty of what do we really need that uh, to hear that is really, really going to make. The difference uh, that's what we want that's what we're looking for so if you for instance are majoring in broadcasting or journalism or communications this would be a nice ad on your uh, resume if you are involved in the community and there are some things that you want to share or the things that you feel that the nation needs to know this would be a, a good way for you to get that information out without having to go and do your own radio show, uh, blog, or any of those things. You would simply record this three to four minute format. Also, uh, if you'd like to have a new experience, simply having a new experience will make the difference. Um, we want to uh, invite everyone across the nation to be a part of this. So, I'm still working on opening up my studio, but I haven't run out of things to talk about yet because I want to um, share another project that we're working on, and this is going to be launched next year, and that is the Chicago Hearts Project. You should see this posted probably on Chicago's Black Business Network, which I do hope that you come over and join us. It's www.chicagoblackbusinessnetwork.com. And you should see this information posted in the beginning of the year. Um, it's a new venture for me, but as I'm always saying, always saying to my members and everyone else, I'm always willing to learn. And this is a learning experience for me, genealogy. What we're going to do is reach out to senior high school uh, students in the Chicagoland area and uh have the write their genealogy of their families I ex- I was Telling someone about this project And I gave the example of my family That the elders in my Family are basically dying off And no one wrote our stories I didn't do it um, One cousin, Reverend Dennis Purdue attempted to And he was frustrated and frustrated Very frustrated in doing it Because it appeared to him That no one really cared About it uh, so by the time he got around to me, he was really frustrated, and he had basically given up on that particular project. So somebody has to pick up the reins Somebody has to write the history. Someone has to tell the story. And if you don't do it, uh, then who will? So we're going to have a um, train. It's going to be a journal uh, that we're hoping to produce. Uh, finish up, that's, a, that's my goal, by June. We're hoping to produce a journal every six months with possibly no more than 20 stories in it. Um, we're going to have classes on genealogy for the seniors and the seniors, the seniors in their family and the young seniors. Uh, we're going to have classes in our um, about genealogists. I've spoken to a few people about that. And then we're going to have assistance for the seniors because this is a new venture for them. We're not going to just put them out there and just let them just go for it. Um, We're going to uh, assist them with the writing, with some editing on their stories. So there will be a website set up and there will be an opportunity for the seniors to get involved. I'm very excited about this project. So instead of you watching my uh, studio come up, And I'm very excited about that, too. So let's see if uh, we can go to a break, if it will permit me to, and we'll come back and bring the chairman on. Thank you for your patience. Show me a child is waiting. Somewhere a child is waiting for you, and Unity Parenting and Counseling makes it possible for that child to be connected with this new family. Unity Parenting and Counseling will help you through the application process, training, and certification. Call Brenda Weatherspoon today at 312-455-0007 to be connected at the heart. Call 312-455-0007 today so that each day that child is closer to home.
4: Feel that you're surrounded on all sides by your mortgage company? Then you need Foreclosure Attacker. Our team of legal experts are here to help. If you and your family are struggling with mortgage payments, have a high interest rate in foreclosure, or have questions about the legality of your mortgage documents, call Foreclosure Attacker at 866-669-0395 or visit www.foreclosureattacker.com. Call 866 395 today to win the fight against your mortgage beast.
5: Black love. What is black love? A simple yet elusive, totally not exclusive question of the many who have sought it, but know not what it ought to be and seek more. Black love. black love, deceptive black love, looking at them fine asses through rose-colored glasses, putting mommy through the paces, take her many places she ain't never been before. Black love, insatiable black love, checking out the new man in the flat upstairs and trying not to seem rude or crude, yet pursuing your desires and showing interest, black love, transitory black love. Seeking financial wealth for the benefit of self, getting more toys than most of the boys, will this alone prove who's best? Black love love. Prodigious black love Is it being seen in public places Looking in children's faces While being hypocritically analytical About our bad past deeds Black love love. Sincere black black love What does it truly mean It's a thing we somehow seem to constantly abused, blatantly misused, to satisfy our own selfish needs. Black love, celebrated black love, devoid of it we will constantly be, in turmoil, disjointed and torn, from the moment we're born, needing true love, the kind that always maintains,
6: Black love
5: Righteous black love My feelings are it's when the spoken of begins to dedicate and eradicate bad connotations to our name Black love Conquering black love It will never be defeated We strive for all to see that we can do as we have done
6: Black love, classic
5: black love. As a people, we have rich history and must show all others we can work in unison. Black love, transcendent black love. Immersed in the splendor of it, we rehash, rehearse, will then achieve that elusively persuasive thing we seek. So.
6: If it's black love, that true black love we seek and want the meaning of,
5: it's not elusive or unavailable. There is no big mystique, you see, it's really quite obtainable. We simply have to look inside, of that, we're all quite able. Loving who lives within, in the search for true black love.
3: are listening to black wall street usa our call in number 347 yes the chat room is open the chairman is not in the chat room at this time maybe he'll sign on in a little while but you can leave your company information and website links in the chat room that is how we connect this is chicago's black business radio network tonight's segment is black wall street usa well 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 chairman how are you
4: I'm doing fine this evening. How about yourself?
3: Uh, besides just being tested, <laughs> I'm doing great. <laughs> I'm doing okay,
4: great, really. great. Good, good, so, good. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> been pretty, uh pretty uh, intense week as always as we uh, address the issue of sustaining and increasing black businesses. There has been very interesting um, conversations this week. Um, from talking to uh developers that's looking at the west side of Chicago, uh speaking about uh developers that's on the southeast on ninety fifth and the beach where Alderman um Jackson has uh, granted uh something like eighty million dollars to to develop that area and there's still a question of where blacks are at. Uh, There are some brothers on the street that got in tune to what Black Wall Street is doing, and they are focusing on getting involved in Black Wall Street. And then there are some real estate people that's been built uh, in the relationship of being connecting and securing the properties as it relates to Black Wall Street. So there's a lot of activities, and all these activities are building up to the uh, meeting that we're going to be having in the Inglewood area. As we're looking at 69th Street being a Black Wall Street district, as well as Holston, and we're going to highlight this agenda, focusing at a meeting with one of our with one of our guests, Reverend uh, Elder. Leon Daniels, who's located right on 69th Street, and where we're going to be having a community meeting. So the interest is piling up to the point that uh, there is a real much concern being a newspaper man, and all the data and the statistics are coming in from the years in, from all research indicating that the black community overall no matter how good we look in our suits, our cars, our weaves, uh all those things that we may have, as a whole, the black community is not in parity to the economic stability of our community. So, but with that in mind, sensitive uh, people are tuning in to really want to uh, make this year happen. And so that is a direction
6: where we're
4: going. And so um, we're still focused, but the issues continue to pile up uh, as we move forward.
3: And where is this meeting going to be held, Ron, and what date and time?
4: Well, this is going to be uh, next Wednesday at the uh, Unity Church of God in Christ where Elder uh, Leon Daniels is the uh, pastor, and that's going to be at 821 West 69th Street, uh, where we're going to be meeting with community representatives, uh, people from uh, Teamwork Inglewood. Uh, We're hoping to have people there from Rage. Uh, So there's going to be a focal point where all of us are on the same agenda. It's a matter of how we're going to Um, pull it together and network the resources that we have, uh, even to the point of Black Wall Street along with South Street Journal and moving to opening our art gallery on 69th Street as well. So there's a lot of stuff that is uh, definitely coming together and we're feeling good about it.
3: You're listening to Black Wall Street USA. That's Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network, and uh, Ron Carter's co-host for this show. Also, uh, Ron, an art gallery.
0: Yes.
3: Most people don't know that you are an artist. What's
4: going yeah. on with gallery, Gallery 69? What's going on with that? Well, naturally, um, based on when we had the office on 35th Street, we had a wall full of artwork. And I can't say when people walk into the office and they make a comment saying, uh, "Who artwork is that? And I say, yes, yeah, my artwork. But I guess I did not go into details when I say, yes, it's my artwork because a lot of people thought that it's artwork that I purchased and not artwork that I actually done. Uh, Even to the point that people that I've known for at least 15 years or more or (laughs) even been in that office for the five years, um, I guess I didn't answer the question directly saying I am the artist opposed to saying that it is my artwork. And then later on, people will come back and say, I didn't know you was an artist. I didn't know you was an artist. So, But with the uh, remarks about the work, uh, we are going to move toward opening an art gallery on 69th and Racine. And it's not just about opening up an art gallery. It's opening up a visualization of what, businesses can be on 69th Street. So we're going to add that beauty to a strip that has been neglected. So the idea is is that uh, it's not just saying what you need to do or what we need to do. It's about us doing. So we are taking that initiative of being one of the newest businesses. There's about seven businesses listening to pop up on 69th Street, and uh, we're definitely going to be one of them. So yeah, our, at our gallery, um, our gallery sixty nine or sixty nine Street. So we're going to okay. be getting the place together, and we're hoping that we're going to draw a lot of interest of people at our grand opening to pass the word along.
3: Great gallery sixty nine. That's Ron Carter,
4: artist. And uh, I was
3: that's, that was his co-host giggling in the back there. That was That's an inside joke. Uh, Missy Yvonne, who I miss and love, miss so much and love so much, uh, who was our office manager on 35th Street, uh, said she, she got a call. And the lady said, she, I know Ron 15, 20 years. I didn't know it was an artist. That's an inside joke. And so he just clarified <laughs> why people <laughs> why people may not, because Miss Yvonne, like, how could she not know he's an artist? He, he just clarified that for, for everybody. That's an inside joke. Right. But that, uh, he yeah. is the artist. The walls were covered with art. It was his art. And um, are you going to sell art or are you just going to display art, Ron?
4: Oh, no, we're going to sell it. And it's not just going to be selling my art. We're going to welcome other artists as well to uh, display their work. Uh, the Englewood community, I can't say that is one business that it do not have is an art gallery. And so we want to make it known that we're going to be there to, uh, to, to to bring some beauty through art, not only through the artwork, but having South Street Journal office there and having an outpost for Black Wall Street offers as well. So we're not just talking about the Black Wall Street uh, districts. We're actually implementing and bringing businesses to that particular street.
3: Well, uh, Chairman, I don't think we could just say that that's one business that Inglewood does not have. I think you'll you'll run out of paper trying to write a list of the businesses and opportunities that Inglewood and the black community does not have. There was this story once, and I'm just going to use this as an example, but Inglewood has artists. They have artists. They have poets. They have writers. They don't have bookstores. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have singers. Uh, they, they probably got some joints over there, I assume. I, I, I haven't been to Inglewood for a long time, where you can go dancing and entertainment. I'm assuming that. Is that correct, Chairman?
4: Yeah, it is there.
3: Okay, so they they have some entertainment, so they have no bookstores. There are no bookstores. Uh, if there are, I don't know about them uh, There is no art gallery But there
4: is a the guy uh, that is looking at Opening up a bookstore as well Right there on 69th and, uh, and Green, so that is okay. In the making as well, so you need to have a Bookstore
3: That's a wonderful thing uh, there, is, there are No manufacturers There are no um, Black owned grocery stores There are no major grocery stores um unless you want to t- talk about cakes and crackers and cookies at Walgreens. Um, but we have to say there is a lot that's missing from these areas. And I say that to say this, and uh, Reverend Daniels, Elder Del- Daniels, is on the line, and we're going to bring him on in a moment. There's a story um, called In My Mother's Garden. And the story refers to it when you said there's you no know, art gallery in Englewood, maybe reflect back to that. And I think that's an Alice Walker story. And uh, in my mother's garden, she's growing flowers. She's the best gardener in the whole world. But if you look at during the period of time in our time in this nation and our ancestors in this nation, of uh, all the dreams that were unfulfilled uh while they were hanging laundry she was while she was hanging laundry she was planting flowers. But we had artists, we had writers, we had singers and dancers and chemists and inventors and the list goes on and on and on that was unfulfilled in my mama's garden. Uh so the same thing is being is done today. We have unfulfilled dreams um by a lot of people. Uh, that they will never reach. Whether it's track, uh, look at the inner city schools. Where are track runners? When I talk about basketball uh, and football, we understand that that's there and understand the purpose of why it's in our schools. Uh, where are the track track uh, runners? That's a and that's a business. Going to Olympics is a business. That's a job. They get paid to do that. They make money off of that. Where are track runners? So as far as when you talk about no art gallery. In Inglewood, we have so many unfulfilled dreams. We don't have where our, our carpenters. They still work. Uh, where the boys they used to sit around in the garage with their fathers and uncles working on the cars. That's how they learn how to do that. Uh, those skills. We know it's a lot of automated things happening now, but not all of it is. Uh, where the girls who sew, knit, crochet, do little bead things. Uh, That, you know, people think that the Internet is a – they got these – I'm just going to finish this, and I'm going to let you go. I'm going to I'm not, but I'm going to let you speak. Uh, I have people who think that the Internet, uh, playing Cityville and Farmville and all those things, which it may be in the new millennium, hobbies. Those are hobbies that you do in life. That's your hobby now. But I can't see because – you know, I guess you build certain kind of skills by doing that, but there's certain skills that you do not build by sitting at your computer for nine hours playing Cityville. Go ahead, Chairman.
4: Well, yeah, a lot of those um, skills, a lot of those uh, interests are there in the Inglewood community as they are in many communities that have been overlooked. Uh, so we're taking a position of actually Implementing those ideas, uh, even to the point that uh, where our office is at, um, there's a big, big lot. There's no reason why that shouldn't be some type of uh, flea market or some type of uh, trade market where people can exchange ideas openly and have something like a flea market to uh, bring people attention and uh, activities. So the 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 activities, the the unknown activities that's just kind of locked in somebody's head, um, we want to bring that out, and we want to bring that out by having an example of actually showing and displaying those business ventures uh, right to the community at large. So that is our focus. That's what we're doing.
3: And, and and that's if that's as it should be. I would uh summer before last and people don't know this, uh it's just how I live and how I do things, way up on the north side to a free class where they teach you how to build computers. Yeah, looking at it and moving a mouse around and playing a game is one thing. I can build a computer now. People say, You can yes I can. I can do that. But uh because I got up, got out the house, went to where the class was. Uh, we should have that class on the north side. We should have those classes in school. It's not difficult. It really is not difficult to build a computer. Honestly, it's not. I built my computer. but And uh, it should be a class in school. Why not? Uh, certainly be, well, so it should certainly um, be somewhere in
4: our kind community. Of that. Well, Say yeah, that again. Those type of things, well, then we need to pursue on exactly doing those type of initiatives uh, in Chicago, there's a program that's called uh, the Discovery Center, and then there's another type of program where I think you people charge minimum about twenty five dollars to take these classes, and they range from fixing computers to fencing to swimming to starting a business to uh, real estate to GED there is a lot of type of activities that we can engage our community in. And uh, as we move into the program, I think that Reverend uh, Daniels do have some examples of how he's actually trying to bring those skills out and those basic needs out as well.
3: Thank you. You listen to Black Wall Street USA um, I'm Sonya Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. That's Ron Carter, publisher and editor of the South Street Journal, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. Without taking a break right at this moment, we'll take a, a one in a few minutes. We want to thank all of you for being patient and being on the line. And uh, I made it through. We're going to bring Elder Daniels or United Church of God in Christ. And uh, Elder Daniels, welcome to the show.
0: Yes, glad to be here. And I'll, I'll make a correction on the church's unity, Church of
4: God in Christ.
3: Thank you so much. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, unity. Well, uh, again, I have to say, too, welcome to the show, the Daniels. Uh, you and I go way back as far as, ooh, I think it's been, I know it may be about 10 or 12 years. So did you yes, realize it's been. it's been that long? Yes, at okay, least nine But is not that? Even in that time, uh, Unity has, uh, we got introduced based on South Street Journal doing a story on Unity. And that story was about the activities that the church is doing in the community. And we gave a nice little spread, but not only based on um, South Street Journal doing a story on Unity, Uh, you became actually involved in the ownership of South Street Journal as well where you not only gave your spiritual uh, support to me as an individual as well as a business, but you actually uh, put your money up uh, in South Street Journal. Um, Being a... um, uh, um, well, there's the elder, there's the minister, there's the pastor uh there's the man of god with the 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 direction of you uh then those that you can fall in those labels, and as you held those uh positions of influence uh and being the a man of God and you see where your church is at uh, and your surrounding community, what is one of the most uh, humbling experiences that you have uh, being as far as the pastor of the church and the spirituality of your position as it relates to the Inglewood community? Well, my greatest experience is, I feel that
0: it happened about maybe 15 years ago when I tried to get money to open a drug abuse center there next door to the church. We bought the whole half block there, and we had that building empty, and we decided we would put a drug abuse center to help boys that was on drugs and prostitutes and uh, those that are homeless. So we we applied uh, for money. and We could not get it. So we decided that we would go go with it ourselves. So that was one of my greatest fears. And one thing that really caused me to go to keep going. I was sitting down with one of the fellows that, that mentioned in our center after we had uh, been open maybe about a year. And I as I talked with him, he said that to me. He said, Reverend. He said, You know me. And I said, No, sir. I don't Believe I know you, son. He said, oh, yes. After I tell you who I am, you will, you will know me. He said, I'm the same young man in California. I know you heard about the young man killed eight people uh, in California. He, he said, I am that young man. And I said to him, after we talked about it, I said, tell me, young man, what caused you to do this? He said, I'm going to tell you, Reverend. He said, I had a car that my brakes went out on. And I took it back to the shop for the man to fix my brakes all again. And that man refused to fix my brakes. When he refused to fix my brakes, then I went home and went out. And when I woke up, I killed eight men. That was one of my great experiences because I didn't know what he was going to do. I didn't know why he was telling me. But he came come to be one of the nicest young men, and he was helped and blessed. Throughout. Since that time, hundreds of boys and girls, I've been blessed through the Unity Outreach Center. That was one of my great experiences. As far as our church is concerned, I am the assistant administrator uh, to Bishop Marshall. And we are in the Church of God in Christ. And our church, the general church, is worldwide. We have churches all over the world. And we mostly, uh, we, we kept in a lot of countries, mostly Africa, we really donating to Africa Our Senior bishops has a great hand in the Africa uh, with programs going over there now. Uh, as far as our mm-hmm. church is concerned, we um, we started programs. Now we have uh, programs in motion. Uh, we have uh, medical advice. We have GED class study. We have a, a deal with uh, with the Kennedy King College. We, we prepare people for the GED class and they go to uh, Kennedy King to take the test with no charge. Now that class going. We have carp- carpenter and uh, uh, engineering training and computer training, and also we have uh, uh, the, the the computer uh, training. So we have other things going in motion too. But but uh, we are we just thank God that we are able to do this, and we we have not. Uh, we have not gotten any money from the city to do we did it on our own, and I'll find out uh, in the drug abuse center, it's best that we were not connected with the city in the front because there's certain things you can't do. Uh, certain times you can't have Bible studies and what have you. With our classes, uh, with our uh, program, we have Bible classes, and they're mandatory that they attend church. And I find out that is one of the, the only way, assured way that a drug addict can really become free. But one thing I found out about a drug addict, he could be all twenty years clean, free, and all of a sudden we relapse. So the church and God is the only one that can really take you off and you off.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, you are getting ready to um help host this meeting. Uh, next week at the church regarding the Black Wall Street district of uh, 69th Street where Unity is hosting and, to a great point, leading that effort. And on our last program, we did raise the question, which brought our program here today, of the church and economic development. And I just want to do a backdrop. Uh, 69th Street Where there is uh, The majority of Churches on 69th Street Were opposed To businesses What is the makeup And what do you contribute that to That there's More churches than there are uh, Businesses In that on that particular Strip which it Relates to not only that strip But others as well
0: well, there's a lot of uh, reasons why uh what I just like to point this out. Uh I think it's very important. I uh, was in the Inglewood uh, police station about two or three years ago and I noticed that there were eighty percent white officers and uh it was twenty percent black. When I moved to Inglewood in uh in nineteen sixty two Sixty-five and on up to 70, it was eighty percent black policemen and twenty percent white. It's nothing wrong with the color. I'm a, I'm not a racist, but I do feel that the young men, the young boys and girls, they re they 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 look on that very hard. I mean, they think they feel that the police was against them if they feel white. When they just you know they it's uh, just something raised up, and I think that. Uh, that should be addressed, not that that I'm president or anything, but I think that uh our our young people will respond to black uh, more than white. It's not we have anything against white, but that's just the way I feel and that's the way it's been pointed out to me and I've seen that I've experienced that through the years. Uh, as far as more churches than uh business, well uh, there's a lot of reason I feel that uh in i i i it's not known too much now but in in fifty eight sixty fifty eight on up to about six 60 rather on up to about seventy five i i own the 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 uh, drug uh, uh, company the the um, a lot of people do not know that that but uh uh all of the drug stores in the city of chicago Daniels Sales Company was a a, a wholesale drug supply company. I served drug stores in the city of Sur- uh, and, and suburbs. Uh I I I I I see a lot of reasons why that uh like this. One of the reasons is they easily out, you know, uh, uh, someone come and offer. I was offered to sell out my uh business to the Jews but I refuse to do it, but I think that that the reason why there is more churches than it is business because the business uh they go out of business so one reason they they can't compete with the stores you know uh grocery store small grocery store cannot uh, compete with jewels or one of the, the larger stores so they find themselves in financial trouble so find somebody one of the areas buy them out of it. On like, And I noticed that when the ARAP buy out one of the businesses, sales over the ARAP's business, they declare that building vacant. Because of how many churches stand there, the building becomes vacant and soon the sooner it becomes slum and what have you. But the reason, main reason that there's more churches than there is business is because churches can't, can't buy them out. That's one of the main reasons.
4: Because, most of again, people, because churches what again? You can't, you can't
0: buy a church out like you buy out a grocery store, a caravan. Uh, a church, you do not buy them, they will not sell out to another race.
4: So do you think that if, you know, I mean, if there, there was some instance where uh, the black funeral homes were getting ready to be uh, bought out by other ethnics the same way the uh, black beauty um uh, uh, hair products is going to be bought out. Do you think that if there was a possibility, other ethnic[s] would try to buy out the black churches?
6: Uh, I mean, how
4: how is I mean I know that's a far fetch because how are you going to sell spirituality or well, how are you going? To, uh, but is that some type of uh, uh, reality that uh, people have tried to attempt? To buy off the churches. All right, let
0: me let me address the funeral homes. Uh, Edwards um, from the Golden Gate Funeral Home. I, uh, we are all were familiar with him. He was on his deathbed, and uh, he uh, talked to me and told me that he was dying. He was in the hospital. He got out of the hospital to attend the bishop's funeral. What told me that he was dying. He had cancer, and I prayed for him. And he went back to the hospital and checked out, and, and went home and ate some green and lived years after that. And before he died, I'd sit down with him in his living room. and He told me all of the funeral homes that had sold out. Some some funeral homes, they operated by us, but we still do not own them. So I wanted to address that. Now, what was that other question you asked me?
4: I well, to do you that. think that, yeah, well, so the idea is, is that if it was possible for other ethnic to buy out the the black churches that they would try to do that the same as they did the trick to to do the black funeral homes as well as the uh uh the black uh beauty supplies. Uh but so we know that's a far fetch, but so what do what do you contribute unity role in leading and having the black Wall Street meeting that's the church. Uh what do you hope that can uh come from that?
0: Let me address this the church as far as being bought out. Uh about maybe eight or ten years ago we have a, a Pentecostal movement that come out of our Church Church of God in Christ established a white church, uh Pentecostal church. After a few years they come back uh to they come back with four million dollars to be uh, fellowship back in the Church of God in Christ, and Bishop Ford was the bishop at that time. And Bishop Ford, after the bishop got together, and decided they decided that they 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 did reject them as for, as for fellowshipping, but they did not uh, accept them in as a part of our our movement uh, because that that seemed to me it was a attempt to buy out certain powers in our church. But anyway, uh, this. Repeat that question I want to get A uh, real understanding of what you're asking now Well
4: to make uh, the, the, church, the, the question is the: What do you hope That the Will come out of the meeting That's going to be at your church Next Wednesday regarding The Black Wall Street District of 69th Street So what are you uh, hoping that will come Out of it Number one what I hope come out is,
0: out of it Is that the ones that attend the meeting really are to see who you are and what you're trying to do and what you have gone through with to make it at this point and still standing. Most people have gone through as much as you have gone through with and not that many knocks as you got would have given up. That's, that's what really draws me to you because I saw what you were doing in honest and what you were doing. You were not doing it for the money. You were doing it for the people. And I hope that that would be accomplished in this meeting that people really see what you're about and join in with you, and also I hope that they will see that the programs that we're giving at our church it was not funded. we funded them ourselves uh we 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 felt like that at inglewood when when our members we got members stay all over kind of up here and around and about but we uh, we felt like we should stay there and and work and at our church. I am the oldest pastor, not the oldest man pastor, but I'm the oldest been pastoring longer than anyone in England. there's no pastor in Englewood in that longer than I have as I know of, and uh, I, I I stayed there because I I saw the need uh, for helping that uh, community, and I still still see the need, and we're still going to do what we can uh, to help that community, and we, uh, I, I do hope the people would appreciate and join in with you. What you are trying to do, and one thing I hope, another thing I hope that we accomplish is that uh, that we we find a way to, to get the literature and get get it, get the word around to those that in Englewood and round round about uh, uh, Englewood to see the programs that we got going is to help better our our, our race and commitment. not on our race or anyone that's living in our area. I hope that will be accomplished.
4: Yeah. Well, I appreciate the words based on the, the work and what you know of what I was doing. Um now on itself um definitely has been going through some uh very stressful times, whether it is from the street organizations to the redlining of of insurance companies and financial institutions. Um knowing that we knowing that, that is and even looking at the uh the 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 congregation of the Church of God in Christ as big as it is, does the Church of God in Christ have an economic arm to its uh uh, uh organization? In which what you mean in which way well does the church itself do they have a a arm that address business issues or uh focus in on business development
0: Indirectly, I would say indirectly what not, what what the church do address in a lot of ways, and I think it's obvious that we can see it one of the reasons that not only Inglewood but any 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 neighborhood that that that's really is struggling is that uh you notice if the, the, the big companies like the gas company, Edison and uh, like uh, the other companies that uh, meaningful companies that pays a good a nice salary. Uh I I will drove uh down I just got in my car and just start driving. Just for the to see who was working on the, on the on the highways and the streets, and uh I, honest to God, I was really surprised to know uh how many of us was working in our neighborhood on our street, and on our buildings and uh, on our roof and putting in our doors and stricken our streets. it was about two percent black working in Englewood that, that i could count. And, I, and that's mm-hmm. one of the that's one of the reasons that uh, that uh, England that England not having the black men because they are not able to afford it that the money wise. So I think that should be that should be addressed in some way. Also, uh, the the work we have uh, also in our church we have a program that now we have with the city that uh, we have a young lady that's over that that's putting young men to work, are those that want a job and that are on, that's getting stamps, are not working and getting a check, they can get a job. All they got to do is call out church and set up an appointment, and you could be working next week. And that's one of the problems that we, we really thank God that we've got going to try to help put some of these young men to work. And that's one of the reasons that the England is in the shape of them is they have no money to uh to open a business.
4: Well, one thing that we are going to be talking about at the meeting uh, next Wednesday is parity of contracts. Uh, so it's going to be a twofold agenda. We're going to be talking about the the commercial development of the strip, but we're also going to be looking at contract procurement based on the racial population of, of that uh, particular ward um uh, so that we can get um uh, the community trained into these construction jobs that's going to be opening up in the uh the coming um uh, months uh say about March or so, and we definitely look forward to unity having a a major role in doing that so is there in the, in the inglewood community um is there church organizations that service Inglewood, but I understand that you also that you are a superintendent of the Church of God in Christ yes okay yes I now you now it, does that encompass the Inglewood area based on that uh road that you have well uh
0: we don't have any, any special territory that we work out of it's, it, it's basically with the city of Chicago and of as necessary but usually uh, it's better to have around the church but it's not not necessarily we, we we target a certain area. It's a whosoever who will, you know, uh they can join out. but our church uh for our service to the community we try to uh keep our ser- services that we do in the in the boundaries of Inglewood. You know, we all about programs and things that we we got. Let me give you some examples of So you may understand. I don't think I told you about this in Civil Creek, Mississippi. My grandfather owned Civil Creek, Mississippi. Bought the land. I got the deed where he bought the land in 1889. About a thousand acres of land. I did some search on Eagle on the Civil Creek, and I didn't find my grandfather listed as a tenant. I found other people uh, in that same year and after that year had stores and. What have you, I also found out that Jesse James, they did that Jesse James uh, picture on my grandfather's uh, ground. And they had a cemetery that I was interested in because I wanted to see his tomb. But nobody could find the cemetery. And I said, okay, cannot lose a cemetery. So we kept looking and finally we were up on a tomb in, in the woods. And that was my grandfather's tomb. And everybody said that it could not be restored, but I was figuring it could be. And the community wasn't doing anything, so I went to the authorities, and we got, got it cleared, got it on record. Now they have to restore that cemetery. Just like just like that, somebody's got to be concerned enough to do something about what they're concerned about. That's the only thing people will say what they're going to do, but they never materialize. When you when you when you, mm-hmm. you see when you see something needs to be done, like you. I mean, stick with it. Okay, what people say, is stick with it. If you fail today, that means you're going to make it next week. If You fail next week, that means you're going to make, make you're, going
4: to, you're going to not going to give up. If you keep going, you will accomplish. Right now, so are there uh, church organizations that you know of in the Inglewood community? I know that I heard something about the uh, uh, churches of Inglewood but are there church-organized church organizations in Englewood?
0: Yeah, there's the, uh, the, the pastors of Englewood. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a nice organization. But I, I was a member of that organization also, and I was also a member of another uh, uh, organization, uh, Clay Evans, uh, the Broadcast Allowance. I was a member of that. And uh, they were, clout, clout. but when I see, I I made a statement. I made a statement in one of the meetings. I said, "It's, it's it appears to me that we understand that just like I said before, that it's the the police station is it, our race is on the bottom total uh numbers were about it was about fifty fifty at that time." And uh I've tried to address that for them to see but nobody seems to be concerned about it. So I think when you when you when you when you, when you got a meet got, got an organization is for the community, you should have the community in mind and you should listen to those that have some ideas or some grief about what's going on. And when you don't then I don't I, I just think that it's you know, it's not accomplishing thing. Uh just on this week uh someone addressed me to 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 read with the with the uh pastors of England with it, and I am going to get involved with them because I think they're doing a little better and we're gonna do what we can to help help them out.
4: this organization well, like Well maybe our, what we yeah. can do is probably get them to uh be involved and be present at the meeting that you're gonna be having, uh we're gonna be having next Wednesday at uh Unity. Uh, and see if, if they can probably bring some of their um, uh, congregations or members and get the word out to the community as well uh, as we uh, look at this uh, Black Wall Street district for Halstead and for uh, 69th Street. Um, mm-hmm. Now, let me kind of go to a, a picture of, of churches and economics, per se. Uh and not just churches, but the communities as as a whole. And then using Inglewood as that example, based on it has more social service organizations in the Inglewood community, just as it has uh, churches than just about any community, social services and churches, organizations, but yet it seems as though the social problems of the community are still basically the same. Why? Uh, how do you contribute that based on uh, the social services and the churches in the area, but yet they still have the same magnitude of social issues and problems? I mean,
0: let me, let me understand what you are saying, uh uh,
4: now uh, well the the based on I understand that in the inglewood community you have at least maybe about two hundred community organizations slash social service organizations, and you may have maybe about a hundred churches in the inglewood community, so with the social service organizations and the churches. But when we look at the not only the the economic um, disenfranchisement of the community, you're also looking at the ills of the people in the community as well. If we're looking at the quote unquote street organization to the people that are, um, uh, I guess, locked up in the in the drug uh, culture, how do we address the that type of issue? What, what's missing that we have those social ills, but we also have the institutions that are to address those ills, but yet we still seem as though we're in a circle and get rid of those ills? What's so uh, hard about doing that? Is it politics? Is it lack of money? Is it a lack of spirituality? Uh, so what makes Eaglewood, based on Beverly Hills, you probably don't have very few social service organizations and very few churches. And So is it economics that caused the community to have these social ills? Was it politics? Or is it just people are just... Uh,
0: Just not with it, I mean, what you contribute to? Let me give you an example. Just on this past week or two, our church was broke into uh, three times. I went to the police station, and I also brought up the fact I wanted to talk to Cap, uh, Cap. And I finally, after going, after three days, I got to talk to someone in Cap. And they informed me that uh, they were not going to work anymore. They were going to have a three months break. Uh, I I called the the detective that had our our, 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 our our he was handling our case, and I it took me a week to get him. When I did get him, uh, he said he would call me back, and he called me back a day or two later. And they have not yet been to the. Come to the church to get the Spangler prison. This has been almost a month ago. So I, I I I don't know what can be done, but the service from the city, I mean, from the authorities, I don't think Inglewood is getting getting the service that they should be getting. I am. I also pointed out that they have one of the lights on the city, the cameras on the on this on the corner of our church that clearly takes a picture of everybody that goes by the church or coming out of the church. I informed them that let's read the uh, comments to the council. I requested that reading a week ago. I have not heard from anybody yet. So I just think there's a lack of that we don't have the service that we should have. Uh that's one Well, Dan,
4: do you think that the city is uh you know there's this old saying that uh there will always be poor people but is poor it service. a fact that Poor people are being organized to be poor based on the city not responding to that incident that happened at the church. Do you think that it is sometimes orchestrated to allow the community to have these continued social ills?
2: I uh, really
0: do. I feel like the city neglects, uh, even when across the poor and nobody maybe will Say anything about it, but uh, I'm going to stay on the case and I'm going to bring it to the forefront. I'm not going to let it rest. I think I, someone should at least been out the next day to get fingerprints of our church. And I mean, this is a neglect, and there's one one thing that was stolen out of the church: over $2,000. That for one item, they stole a lot of items out of it. So I just think it's a real letdown. Our church uh, was really has been really let down, and we're pursuing it. We really are pursuing it.
4: Well, being in um, uh, so upon a church locating itself and and you know I understand you know as you stated that you're the one of the and I think you said the uh longest serving ministers in the inglewood community um sure. do have you seen any progression of improvement? or do you see that things have maintained the same since you've been servicing in that area uh, degress
0: i uh, deprove i i i i don't see any any improvement around what 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 i feel that would uh, really bring inglewood uh start uh, to bring it back is that we work on these young men that's in the street, which I've started already, and uh, the hardest thing is to convince them that we have jobs. That's strange enough. If that's the hardest problem we have is to convince them that we can get them a job, and the job's waiting on them. All they need is to be getting stamps or getting the check, and they can get on mm. with either one of those with no problem at all they could be working. But that's hard to convince them. And that would be a start. And I think that, that's that's one of the major problems in Englewood is that the young men not working. They don't have jobs. They can't get jobs because most of them are alcoholics and what have you. And uh, they, need, need, they need some training, need someone to take some time with them and get them out of that, that mold that they're in. And I thank God that we are able to help them. I'm finding out more and more how to help them and we're doing what we can to help. But that's one of the major problems there, because the men are not working and they own on the system or some type of system and, and it it seems like we're not putting the city is not geared up uh, enough energy and efforts to get these men off the street one way or the other. I think that 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 would be the first start that we should in clean up any neighborhood, getting the men straight
4: okay so where as the as unity is starting to have this uh, this g e d service you're going to be having the the uh the health service uh the legal service and then the other type of training that's going to be taking place in unity um is it a matter of getting them recruited and how do they stay Focus on. Are you saying that as they get involved with these services of unity, that they can be able to see some light, or are they just going to go through the services that you're offering? And is there any way to prevent them from getting right back on the street?
0: Let me say this, because in my mind it says, and I'm going to say it. My program was going. We just started out with couple of men, giving them a place to stay, giving them food to eat, and it, it got to the point where we, I guess at one time, we had almost 100 there, and we were doing good because they, we were feeding them, we were giving them clothes, and we clothing them, and, uh, and also we were teaching them, uh, uh, the, 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 those that had not uh, come out of high school, we were teaching the GED class, and we were doing really well. Uh, we request money from the city to continue. We didn't get any money to start, but we request money from the city after we got this started. Instead of the city honoring our request uh, for money to continue, they built uh, a, a a center next door to us, the uh, the savage place. And they and and, and that place they had they, they didn't house people; they just gave them food and stuff. But it it appeared that. The odds, the city was working against our program, and our program was really helping the people because someone really come up the street, getting married, and, and getting their own places, and everything it was doing really, really well. Uh, to your, for your question, uh, and I know what you uh, try, uh, you want to get that. What is the church? What is the church role, and what are, what are they doing? What can we see? Can need to be, that need to be done. I think that when the city, when the city honors, honors the church that's doing something, I mean, you know, a lot of churches that are not doing anything to put in a request to get money to start. But we, we have already started. We're doing the thing, and I think that that should be looked at. And I, I think they should favor that person that is already doing something. Make a request to continue, than to do that person that wants money and wants things just to get started uh that that would be uh that would be something that would really encourage encourage those that are doing that are really doing it from their heart to continue on. But usually the ones that uh are not doing anything they request money, they got probably requesting a bill a building or the fix up of the building, the office and everything and then they start the program. But here's here's one that already got the office going, the building and everything and request money to keep going, they are denied, but the one that uh, started there, they give them uh, money to start. But it's it's a lot of things we can look at, but those are some of the things that that I
4: see in Eaglewood that should be corrected. Okay. Uh, Sonia, how are we looking here?
3: We're looking fine, Chairman.
4: (laughs) you listen to Black Wall Street
3: USA. That's Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street, Chicago Publisher and Editor of the South Street Journal, Editor uh, Elder Daniels, Unity Church of God in Christ. Uh, Ron, we're going to take a short break here, and uh, uh, Minister Daryl Jones is on the line. We want you to stay with us, Elder Daniels, of course. Um, and we want to bring you back on, but we want to bring Mr. Jones on. He's been on the line quite a while. So we're going to take a short break here, and we'll be right back.
4: Okay.
3: Just a little bit about who we are. Chicago's Black Business Network is a grassroots business to business service designed to assist the individual business owner in his or her efforts to reach the next level of service and growth in the marketplace it is our goal to provide a platform for businesses to connect across the city and the country this is where you create relationships that are designed to take your business to the next level of success Chicago's Black Business Network is growing. We now have 800 plus members, and it is our mission to plant the seeds and provide the tools for growth to each of our members. Visit us today: www. Chicago's that's Chicago with an S, Chicago's Black Business Join us today and touch the world. I'm Sonia Cassandra Purdue, founder.
7: We're the soul of Chicago WJPC For true inspiration Check out singer, songwriter And radio personality Sylvia Fedrick Sylvia, your sister under God's construction Brings to you her best In Christian contemporary gospel tunes And they are available for download At www.sang. That's S-A-N-G-S-Y-L dot com. Or you can visit her profile at Chicago Black Business Network. For bookings, call Sassy Michelle at 512-914-4221.
5: Do you need money to grow or start a business? Are you tired of working for little pay and no appreciation? Have you been seeking employment with no results? Then contact Strategic Solutions Network, Inc. today call 773-793-9128. Their strategists, grant writers, and career specialists can help you increase your profit margin and achieve your goals. For more information, call Nita Margent at 773-793-9128 or visit their website at www.ssncanDoIt.com. For appointments, call 773-793-9128 today.
3: You're listening to WJPCFM Chicago's Community Affairs Calendar, powered by Chicago's Black Business Network. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. Join us today and touch the world. The Black Star Project, located at 3509 South King Drive, has established a Real Men Read Program. You know that real men read. I know that real men read. We know that real men write, they invent, they invest, take care of their families, care and fight for their communities and villages. Now our children need to know that real men read so that they too will love reading and learning. The Black Star Project invites men and fathers from our communities to read to K-3rd through graders. Ivory Harris at 773-285-9600 will be happy to give you more information. That's 773-285-9600. This is an all-out call for real men. Give a little time. It will make a great difference. You may also visit www.blackstarproject.org for more information. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Cassandra Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network and author of Black America, Asking Ourselves the Tough Questions, book one, 2010, now available on Amazon.com. Elder Daniels, pastor of Unity, Church of God in Christ, has been, I guess, this past hour. We want to bring the chairman back on, and we're going to bring our uh, Minister Daryl Jones, who's also the owner of Jones Construction. Welcome back to the show, Ryan.
4: Yes, my pleasure, and thank you, uh, uh, Minister Daryl Jones, for being here with us. Now, uh, knowing that you are a, a in the construction business, you're actively involved with uh, On the board of uh, Black Wall Street, you have a uh, uh, a, a silk screen operation. You have got involved in producing uh, products of hats and um, uh, shirts and sweatshirts and T-shirts of Black Wall Street, and you have this uh, blog radio talking about the spirit of uh, Black Wall Street. So given all of that that you are, and given that you are a minister, and I have to admit, uh, talking to you sometimes, I have no idea. I don't even know if I let out a few as we were just uh, talking barbershop talk at times, uh, uh, forgetting that you're a minister at times. What do you contribute your role uh being a minister, a man of God and as it relates to your business and given as we talked to Reverend uh Elder Daniels in the church role in economic development. Well I would
8: uh I would attribute my role to that of uh spreading the gospel, the the news of uh Jesus Christ to the community. Uh that's first and foremost our main goal. And then as a business person to be able to do that as well in the business community. Um, and then and then when you when you deal with the business slash um uh community and then you get back to the churches, you know, you have a you have a, a, a paradigm. You got different paradigms there, right? You know, um I've heard a lot of people deal with churches and wanna know what's going on with the churches, why is there no economic development and, you know, that's for a good reason. You know, uh I was listening to Elder Daniels and you earlier and you spoke about all of the churches that were in the Inglewood community. And I would imagine that the people are looking at.
4: Right, but not just Inglewood, uh, Roseland, the West Side, compared to uh, Chatham and compared to, uh, what's the other community, compared to Peel Hill, compared to Beverly Hill. And so, yeah so different pockets different communities
2: and your
8: question to him was why can we have all of that all of those churches and then all of these social uh uh organizations but still have the same ills that we have in the street and you know on the street corners and in our communities well what's missing brother is a is a spirit the spirit of god is missing and In that the churches, in my opinion, ought to be united, and they ought to be connected in the effort in going out and spreading the news of the king and Since that is missing, you have a lot of buildings calling themselves churches but in the in the scriptures, um the church is the The temple is the person. The body becomes the church. And connected, we all become the church of God. So we have to get away from looking at these buildings and thinking that change is supposed to come from those buildings. Change has got to come from all of these spiritual temples being connected together and having like-minded, you know, ideals and thoughts in that of building the kingdom of God. See, first. Something's got to be done in the spiritual, and then it'll be manifested in the physical. We're trying to do things the other way around. We're trying to manifest it in the physical, and then, you know, hope that it gets done in the spiritual or not even worry if it gets done in the spiritual.
4: So as you get this, um, uh, this blog uh, site that you have, and it's called The Spirit of Black Wall Street, and I guess that's a little piggyback on what you're saying about the spirit. But um are you indicating that other communities have more of a spirituality that would make them more uh economically sound?
8: Well, no, I'm not I'm not uh indicating that. I am, however, indicating that uh, uh the other communities have more they have more of a solid they have more foundation than we have. Uh from the from the bottom up we're in trouble. We're in trouble from the bottom up. And I was having a conversation uh, as a matter of fact with you earlier and you said that uh the accountability this time has got to be done from the bottom up. It's gotta be built from the bottom up. Well, we've got to as as uh Martin Luther King made a statement. He said, As the Negro in America goes, so goes America. As the Negro goes, so goes America. Well, in our communities, as the brothers on the street go, so we go. I mean, we can't separate them. Now in these different in these other communities, their plights are different than ours because they have stability. They have economic development. They have jobs that bring taxes into their Uh, Into that community And those taxes Sustain those businesses In our communities we don't have that Because we don't have uh, uh, Working people in our community So And and as we talk about the spirit Of of Black Wall Street I was thinking about that Because I was doing some research And uh, one thing That I read was uh, Even though That That Greenwood District thrived so well, most of the blacks, a lot of the blacks, were still working across the track with the wealthy and influential white people. So they, and since they could not take that money there, they brought that money back into their own community, and that's why we were able to thrive. But we don't have that situation in our community because, because, you know, 60% of them are unemployed. So we don't have that that well, we don't even have that start of an economic base. Now what we do have is we got uh, what they say a trillion dollars worth of uh, of uh, spending uh, yearly. So we do have funds that if we connected, if we connected in 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 spirit and did things differently than the way we're doing them right now, we would be able to sustain ourselves. But you'll find that well, even those guys on the corner, they get, their, they get their money, and they take that money right out of the neighborhood to another, you know, another nationality, another business somewhere else.
4: Well, uh, and, and Elder Daniels, you can jump in any time you want as well. But here it is, you, are Minister um, Jones and Elder Daniels, <laughs> with the likely minds that you have, is I will assume that other ministers and other uh pastors have the same insights as far as economic stability of the community as you two have. But what is missing based on what I hear you two are saying and I cannot fathom to believe that other ministers and pastors do not have the, or would not say the same things that you two say, but yet we still have this gap. Give me some type of understanding here. What is the because it's it's, it's elementary what you're saying to a great extent, especially among um, ministers and pastors that head and lead people. But so, why is it still so difficult? When I'm thinking that others think the same way you do.
8: Uh, Mr. Daniels, you coming in, or you want me to reply? Yeah,
0: you. I'll talk after you talk. I'll listen to what you said.
8: Okay, fine. Well, one one problem that I um, that I see, and in that. Trying to uh, Attempting to judge uh, An individual Or individuals But as you have All of these different churches in our community You have different pastors And uh, most times You have different pastors And the pastors have different goals And uh, they have Different uh, Ideals They have different philosophies And so I think that the thing that's going to be most imperative as we move forward in this in this uh, nation is for our churches to be of like mindedness. Now, in the '60s and '70s, and our churches were powerful in the '60s, '50s, '60s, and '70s, early '70s. When our churches were powerful, you know, we had a common goal, which racism was very prevalent at that time, and so it well, didn't I'd matter if more powerful
4: were, now than they were then. I say more powerful today. I mean, you have churches that have uh, uh, the mega church and not just the mega small churches. That's what I'm saying, Ron. You missed the point. See,
8: the power okay. is not in the power is not in the size of the church Now that is that is Potential power But we didn't have all those Mega churches in those days But look at what we Withstood with just the Spiritual energy that the Churches passed on to the People and we were able to Come against man All of that abuse and, 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 and Racism that We faced in those days and in that Time see that power was not in those big grand facilities and offices that we call church. That okay, power so was in now. the African yeah, okay, well, the connected one to another. That was in that power. That power was in the person that was connected from one to another.
4: That was the power. So what's missing now? Why isn't it? Why? What happened that that same power then is not today? Based on the more astuteness of information and visualization, what's missing? Why isn't it not now like it was?
8: Well, uh, you got to ask yourself. Uh, a few day, a few last week, we watched uh, a pastor being robbed in his home in the church. They came in the church and robbed him. I mean, today, right. uh, last summer, a kid was shot on church ground. Shot on church ground. I mean, when we were coming up, when I was coming up in the '60s and and early '70s, man, you wouldn't even even the toughest gangster type cats in the community wouldn't even curse walking by the church. They wouldn't even right. they wouldn't sit on the church steps drinking and all of that. None of that stuff would go on. So there was always a respect for the power of God. There is that there is not that anymore. There is no respect for the power of God. There's no respect for the
3: things of God. So is okay, stuff not doing?
4: Ron, Before you go yes, on, we yeah. do
3: have a call on the line that has a comment for Minister Jones.
4: Okay, sure. Let's have the caller. Would you on uh, Sonia?
3: Okay. You're on the air with Black Wall Street USA. What is your comment, sir? Tell us who you are and where you calling from.
7: Yeah, this is uh, Mr. Pianki calling from the Midwest. You know, I was in the Midwest? What part of
4: the Midwest? What in part Missouri. of the Midwest? Missouri. Missouri? Okay. Well, yeah, sir.
7: In the St. Louis area. I was going to say black churches didn't have any power back then per se, we uh, tend to define power different than whatever everybody else defines power. In the United States, power is definitive to wealth and the ability to generate wealth, not social power. And black churches are not used like the Jewish synagogue, nor even the Muslim mosque. I've seen the Muslim mosque here in, in this area that the Somalis attend. They raised over $35,000 in a half hour for a Somali relief program. And, of course, look at the businesses that are supported by the uh, Jewish synagogue. Uh, you know, our biggest problem, we just don't control the consumptive habits that we uh, participate in in our community And you can't do it by buying wholesale Selling retail you have to manufacture And produce and it, it's So just... are you
4: putting that responsibility On the church To take that lead Or when we talk about the church power So what are you How are you relating that to Is that a a business direction Or is that a church direction When you uh, make the, the The direction of what we need To be doing
7: well, it's an organization direction. You know, at one point in time, the Nation of Islam was the largest, and I reiterate, the largest employer of black Americans in this country in the 50s and the early 60s. So it's okay. an organization. You have the ability to organize people, and mm-hmm. you should those people should be organized for a purpose to help control the economy. You know, I, I young people... We can't blame them for the conditions that they're in because it was the previous black generations that failed them. You didn't leave them with anything to build off of. And we can't. I mean, we just have to admit that.
4: Uh, uh, Elder Daniels and uh, Minister Jones, do you agree with uh, That statement? Yes, sir. That statement was
8: directed toward me, right? yeah was up I would like to speak to that statement okay, okay. Uh, all right now, uh so what's your name, sir? I didn't get it.
7: My name is uh Pianchi, and I was really backing up some of the statements that you said,
8: okay, well, I appreciate that uh Mr. Pianchi. The one thing you said was that our churches did not have power in the early, in the sixties and early seventies, and I beg to differ with that,
7: sir, because. Well, I, let me just get it straight. I said for the definition of way power is defined in America, uh, power is not defined based on your social conditions. It, power is defined based on your economic conditions in the United States. Yes. Yeah. Okay,
8: I understand now. So, okay, I understand. I understand. So you were agreeing with the fact that those churches in that day were very powerful, even though they did not have economic sustenance that uh, we see with Joel Osteen over there when Joel Osteen has 50 million people almost in the in the Dodger Stadium or whatever. But uh, I understand. So it, was
4: that your point? Okay, well, let point? me ask this question here. Let me kind of throw this out. There was a business man, a prominent businessman in Chicago, uh, brought to my attention. Uh, he indicated the problem in the black community is that we have churches and social services running the economics of our community. Now, given uh, what you said, sir, that the Nation of Islam was one of the biggest employers and really set some major examples as not necessary, quote-unquote, church, but a religious organization, are you saying that our churches, because there's more, it seems as though there's more, Churches in our community than businesses. That churches need to take on that more economic agenda.
7: Yes, and churches then, need okay. to organize. Churches need to organize cartels. I mean, you remember how we used to sit sit and watch Dallas on TV with J.R. Ewan and his brothers oh, and his yeah, father. Oh yeah, definitely. They used yeah. to come down. You know, it, it's a funny thing about that. How many families stayed in that one house? They only had to buy one living room set. They only had to buy one kitchen. They only had to buy one dining room set. And when they came down for breakfast or dinner, they all talked business. But our children are scattered out all over the place. And that's not a good example. It's not working. I mean, we're getting killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So, um, do you um, um Minister Jones and Elder Daniels, do can you agree with the um what I would call it indicating that the churches need to maybe step up to be a more organized entity and if I am throwing my little piece out more than spirituality, but uh minister Jones, you did indicate that spirituality got to, or the spirit got to lead the movement. So, what comes first, based on the brothers in the street, is it the spirituality or the examples of, say, what the Nation of Islam did? Well, when I when I was a young
8: kid in uh, 1969, 1970, uh, the Muslims came to our uh, eighth grade class and they uh gave their campaign about the your your supermarkets, your department store, your moment. Are you
6: saying that they came to a public school? The public school they allowed came, the nation they, of Islam?
8: the the they came to a public school and and I was very fortunate because uh my eighth grade teacher and she was female, I don't quite remember her name at that time, but she allowed us, she introduced us to a lot of uh, black uh, 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 oh, women, okay. black men. All One right. of the other ones, right, was, okay. she introduced us to also the last four who had a, you know, last four were some, you know, they were prophets, you could say. Uh, so to get back to what I'm saying, though, is that when you saw those marches, when you saw, hold on when you saw those marches and you saw uh all of those people marching in Montgomery, Alabama, marching to Washington, you know the thirds wasn't left out. You know, it was some it was some, some razor blade total brothers in those uh uh in those marches, but see those people were consumed with the spirit the spiritual power of our people at that time. That's what's missing today we've got prolific speakers we've always had prolific speakers, and we have prolific speakers now we have We have pastors that have churches with eleven thousand and twelve thousand members, but we also have pastors that are partnering with uh, white business people to do an economic development in a community where they're doing the same thing that happens with our stores when you got Chinese. And Arabs in our communities That money is still leaving the community So in my opinion In my opinion The first thing that has to happen For African Americans Is a return to God The spiritual power That we are lacking Is obvious On every area Of our walk of life And so, so That to me is yeah, to well, we're
4: there so then, when we talk about the this and the first you saying that that's the first point of addressing our economic uh conditions, opposed to my part of saying that uh well, I'm just trying to get that straight in order for us to get to our economic uh uh solutions, our first thing have to be our spirituality to God. I would.
7: I, I feel that way. I feel that way. You know, Jesus said, okay, let, let me ask eat, you a question. Eat. What about the people that don't believe in God? Don't they have to eat too?
8: <laughs>
7: I would hope they would eat some spiritual food as well. You however, know, you however, you know.
8: however, 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 I would even believe in, in my heart, I would believe that even in those marches, were some black people that really may not have that concept of that real deep belief in God? Maybe yes. there may have been yes. some in there. I do know this that we saw just all of our people marching, all of our people let me being ask consumed. Ask you another, let me ask by you that another question. Religion.
7: When you leave where you are tonight and you go to that Arab gasoline station, do he ask you do you believe in God? When you go and buy that Chinese food, do they ask you or do you believe in God? No, they take your money and they take it home and they educate their children. They provide a pool of money, whereas the Arabs they come together in Chicago, I think that's where you call, call it from, and they Correct. fund other Arab businesses with capital to get started. Go ahead, then. I want to ask Elder uh, you know,
4: Daniels to jump in. Uh, of Minister Jones, go ahead, and then. Um uh, Elder Daniels, the would like for you to touch bases on that as well, Mr. Um, oh, Jones okay, Well,
8: well um, I can't pronounce that name, so you want to give it to me? Well, I just say
7: this, Giles. Well, it's my name, name is Bianchi and, and yeah. I'm not. And I work with anybody. I work with Mr. Daniels, and I, I don't put uh, his religion or his belief first. I see
8: that's, a that's, black that's man that wants to that work to try that's, to get something
7: done for the community.
8: Okay, and that's great. I totally understand where you're coming from, sir. But I was asked a question as a minister as far as my insight, okay? Now,
6: Mm
8: -hmm. one of the other other things that has to happen with black folks, because also, you know, in my silk screen shop, I work with some Muslim brothers. You know, I have some brothers that are Muslim, and, and they're very good friends of mine. They happen to, I respect their uh uh individuality and their their choice to to worship and believe as they want to believe and they respect mine. How you know the thing of it is is that I, what I'm expressing is what I feel to be the key to what we are missing. You know, Jesus fed 5,000 people with just a few fish and a couple loaves of bread so that we know that in the in the church in the church If the resources are used right, and when I'm talking about resources, you know, I'm talking about the power that's not tangible. I'm not talking about the the monies that these people are bringing in. I'm talking about because, see, for me, all of those things are, that's a byproduct of the spiritual energy that we are lacking right now. And and once we get yes, let me just make yeah, this last Yeah, because
4: we're going at the end of the, we're just about the end of it, and we got to get a few of the things in. But if we can, Elder Daniels, are you still there? Yes, sure. sir. Okay. So okay. The, the 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 question came out on the concern, and then if you can, try to give your uh, closing remarks as well. Um, spirituality first. Before economics, or economics first, then spirituality. I don't know if that's a fair question to ask a, uh, a, a minister or a reverend, but I'm throwing it out anyway.
0: Well, it depends. I, you know, I don't have any. I don't. I don't have any you know, fault either one of the, either one of them. But most sometimes, like when I had my center people didn't they didn't know God. I mean, uh, so we fed them and clothed them. Give them uh, jobs and stuff like that, and uh, then we pointed out Christ to them. We didn't force it upon them. We let them know uh, what what uh, Christ come to save them, and uh, they would be better off with Him. And let them make their own choices. Then there, there are some churches though that feel like that you should uh, get God uh, first. Uh, but I've I them different. I, I I I just feel that it depends. Uh, I've met a young man in the gas station. He asked me. Quarter and uh, I pointed out to him Christ in the front and Then he said he had a had a coat That he wanted to sell it was his wife's coat And I talked him out of selling the coat coat And giving him the quarter And he went to church and got, got saved And uh, he's a nice guy now. And so I think uh, Wherever you get a chance to, to Give Christ to people, I think you should And wherever you can do good Do it, whether it's in the church In the street, I don't, I don't think We should have any set goals for for people to get to God, I think it's our job, wherever we meet anyone that needs Christ and have a chance to express Christ to them, I think it's our job to do it, regardless of who they are, where they are, what they believe in. I I was one of the uh, one of the teachers at boot camp, and uh, we had about 40 boys. The first when we started boot camp, we had maybe about 10, but eventually they gave me 40 boys and a whole platoon to talk to, and there's a young man there that did not, participate in the Bible study. The other boys there was on him, why don't you get involved, why don't you get your Bible, why don't you read along with us. And he's almost crying I said, leave him alone, don't bother. Let him, if you want to stay here, let him stay here, don't bother. So after service, after the meeting, he said, came to me, he says, I don't know anything uh, but deal with My parents are with with us? all I know about. And that boy became one of the one of my starters uh of our Bible. I think we we should express Christ to people wherever and however we can. And sometimes by helping them we express Christ, sometimes by inviting the church. It depends on the circumstance. I don't
4: think we should have okay. Any... Well when we come to your church uh next Wednesday at uh six thirty PM, I guess you're just gonna have to feel the air based on the people because my understanding and I'll be talking to people that there's going to be a wide variety of people that's going to be at your church, and, um, I, you know, some of them belongs to a church. Some of them don't belong to a church. Some of them uh, may maybe no telling where they may be, uh, but they are coming there for an economic agenda. Um, so but with that in mind, we do have maybe two minutes left. Uh, can we get a Sonia,
3: or what we should do, Sonia? Uh, we're basically out of time, as usual, Chairman. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with host Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network. And uh, you can always come back and visit us and, and make your comments and pick your <laughs> points. Uh Minister Daryl Jones we want to thank you for Joining us this evening we want to thank Our uh, guest out of Missouri For his comments and his input Also Elder Daniels We look forward to uh, Having you on the show again Ron very quickly where Is the meeting next Wednesday
4: That's uh, uh, Unity Church of God in Christ That's 821 West uh, 69th Street on the Black Wall Street District Uh and I'm pretty sure, um, uh, Minister Jones, uh, you're going to be in the house next Wednesday? I certainly will be in the house. And I'd also like to ask
8: Ms. Purdue if this show can only be part one and we can continue
3: up with part two <laughs> at a later date. <laughs> we'll, we will certainly schedule a part two for January. Uh, we're off for two weeks. But do remember to tune in at Saturday at one PM. Chairman, everybody, I wanna thank you for being with us this evening. This is Black Wall Street, USA. Everyone have a great holiday. We'll see you January fifth. That's a Thursday. We'll be right here, seven PM to nine PM. We look forward to being with each have a great holiday and good night, everyone.